0: On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, Ian goes to the Western Canadian Baseball League's All-Star Game in Edmonton. Welcome to episode 44 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. We're switching gears this week on the podcast. On the last couple of Mondays, we've had our series entitled The Pioneers Ready to Go. But with a couple of major events in our province over the weekend, we thought we would chat about those and we'll bring you the latest episodes surrounding the Pioneer League's days in our province later on in the week. That all said, let's get right into it. Our own Ian Wilson spent his weekend in Edmonton at the WCBL's All-Star Game and festivities. A big congratulations to Team West, A.K.A. Team Alberta, on the 5-4 victory over Team East. Travis Hunt of the Edmonton Prospects was named the Player of the Game. For some of the photos from the game and more, head to our social media channels. Before the game, the first home run derby was held. Unfortunately, Mother Nature tried to get in the way, but not before a few swings were taken. When all was said and done Lethbridge Bulls first baseman Caleb Warden took home the hardware and Ian chatted with him right after the event
1: congratulations Thank uh, you. A home run
2: derby champion how yep, does that sound that's pretty cool that's <laughs> a first for me uh, had you competed in a derby before uh, when I was like 12 but then it didn't count um, <laughs> At school, they never really had any, like, all-star teams. It was just all, like, all-conference honors and stuff like that. So we never really got to do anything like this. Yeah. Like, for, this is the first home run derby for me. It's pretty cool. Awesome.
1: Walk me through the experience. You're the first uh, first batter in the, uh, in the competition today. So, you know, what were you... What was your mindset going in?
2: Uh, so, I didn't want to go first. I don't <laughs> like going first when I hit VP. Um, kind of like to, like, let some other guys go, see what we're working with. But... You know i guess i just wanted to start the tone like set the tone for the yeah. day like i guess i think i said it was nine the yeah. official count was nine yeah so i mean that was pretty cool that i get that sticked yeah i guess
1: did you feel like it seemed like there were times where you're just like yeah you're getting in a groove was that how yeah. you felt
2: and yeah i did i felt that um the guy who was throwing with me was an oakland guy. Yeah. um he alan had, cox yeah, yeah alan cox yeah he had really good bp probably one of the better bps i've ever hit off of it was just it was super easy to find the barrel okay with the ball so it was pretty cool yeah
1: and then uh then you have to go first and then you got to wait for everyone and there's a bit of a rain delay in there it was Was were you nervous at all or you just kind
2: of like whatever i was well they were talking about this being like the top four go so i was like all right i was at least going to be in the top four Yeah. and then the rain started and then they were like oh we're only going to get this to a like a one round one round bp or one round derby thing and i was like okay cool so really like there's only a few guys that i'm actually worried about yeah. so and Barry was one of them and I thought he was gonna catch up but I got lucky yeah with that.
1: Uh I was talking to Jake uh, about his his derby experience and he had mentioned that Matt Stairs was in there giving him tips. Yeah did you get, did you get Matt Stairs advice? Or? Uh
2: I was listening to him while they were talking before they went and hit. Um, yeah. And I was gonna take I was gonna hit a little bit with them but then they were like alright let's get this thing started so I kinda had to walk out and dip on that. So yeah that was, it was pretty cool to listen to him talk. Yeah. Yeah. Really, what
1: did, what did you take away from him?
2: Uh, I mean, honestly, it's a lot of the same stuff I've heard growing up because I, uh, I had the, the hitting coach that I grew up with played in the Astros organization. So okay. he was a catcher pitcher guy. Um, so I always knew like there was that and then, you know, growing up I've had like, I've had bunch of different coaches so I kind of want like, to take pieces from everybody and then kind of put it together and then hearing a big league guy basically say the same thing that like they were telling me it's just really cool like you know being on time for a baseball like the less movement you have like in your body in the swing is the better yeah. so it's just really just keep everything simple yeah so it was pretty cool to hear that from him
1: yeah but yeah. it's been tried tried out and, and tested mm, yeah. and improved right yeah, absolutely <clears throat> um let's talk about your season Your you know, you come into this year.
2: First of all, what brought you back to Lethbridge? Um, last summer, brought me back, honestly. Um, I told Jesse Sword at the end of the summer, I was like, you want me back, I'm yours. So I was like, you know, one last go of summer baseball. Be, I mean, I just want to have fun. Yeah. Um, went the year at school. And was like, all right, had a good year. And then came up here and I was like, this is the last thing. Like, last summer baseball, like, anything can happen. Like, if I keep playing, I keep playing. I'm like, I'm not going to be mad. But, like, if this is it for me, I want to go out with, the like, the most fun I've had. And um, that's been the mindset. Mm-hmm. It's just to have fun this summer, really.
1: What uh, And sorry, you count, you're count. you coming off your senior mm-hmm. season? Yeah. And where were you going to school? Tell, was us, Arkansas. tell us about your years. Uh,
2: Arkansas-Monticello. Yeah. Um, I played first base. I uh, was our everyday first baseman. Played all 53, 54 games that we played. Um, we made it to the regional, central regional, which was pretty cool. Played uh, Mankato, uh, Augustana, and Oklahoma Baptist. Um, we had a good first game, a few rough Games after that, you know, we didn't finish the season like we wanted to. I thought we really could have made a push into the playoffs for Division II baseball, but yeah. um, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Sure. It was a good season. Awesome. I mean, 14 home runs, 14 doubles. I led the team in led the team in home runs. It was first team all conference. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, tell us about this season
1: and this summer. It sounds like you just kind of kept it, kept yeah, it going. It,
2: um, so I took like two weeks off in between school baseball and coming up here. Um, spent some family time. Uh, took a little break. Just kind of like recharged for a little bit. And then I came up here. And then everybody's excited for me to get up here. Just kind of wanted to, like, took me like... The first week to get back into the group of things and then ever ever since then it's just been kinda like going. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to have fun, really. Yeah. Like that's the biggest thing for me. I'm not trying to put too much pressure on myself. Like if I get like if the awards at the end of the season like play out in my favor, then that's cool. Like I'm just yeah. trying to have fun. Yeah, yeah. So Well,
1: it seems like you guys got a pretty I know heading into the season we were looking at the rosters,
2: we, I guess it's
1: a pretty solid roster.
2: We have a solid roster, it's just sometimes we're the best team and sometimes we're the worst team. <laughs> and um it just depends on the day. I mean, we've played some really, really good baseball. We've played some not-so-good baseball. Yeah.
1: We uh, we have a, a few kind of get-to-know-you questions we've been asking of everyone mm-hmm. uh, along the way, so we'll hit you up with those. Uh, uh, between your bat and your glove, which one are you uh, most likely to coddle and make sure no one even looks at the wrong way?
2: <laughs> uh, definitely my glove. Yeah. Uh, my bat's a, bat's a bat. I have... I have the bat that I swing in the home run but that's, like, my main... Like, that's, like, my bat. Nobody really swings that. But, um... For the most part, I swing one of the... Bomb, like, our bomb bats. Yeah. Because I don't want to break it. Um, it's kind of a BP bat. It's a little heavier and a little weighted differently. So, it gets me loose before games. Um... My glove, nobody sticks their hands in it. Unless... <laughs> unless absolutely necessary. Like, yeah. um... You don't get
1: anyone. Home run mm. Yeah. Terry Jones wants you to do Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll get him. Just <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> um so no one's gonna toss you your glove from the dugout then or anything oh like no no
2: like no yeah. they can do that like yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind <laughs> yeah. that at all it's just like whenever yeah. people stick my hand their hand in my glove I'm just like yeah, don't do that yeah, like yeah. it's kind of a baseball play it's violating and, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like when pitchers touch bats it's just yeah. not a thing yeah like so uh,
1: um, and then favorite baseball movie
2: oh god um Moneyball I mean Moneyball's a good one Field of Dreams is good oh man Bull Durham's a good one Moneyball oh,
1: Come on You gotta pick one man I've, I've seen
2: Moneyball the most Yeah And that one That one always seems To catch my attention Because yeah. of just like The story of the The A's that year When they won the 23 games Or yeah. whatever they won Yeah It's just cool to watch that And like they They did a really good job Of like Like throwing actual Like Like actual TV Like actual video and footage of them playing into the movie. I thought it was a really good movie. Cool. It was just kind of cool how they explained the whole Moneyball concept.
1: Yeah. Tell me about uh, pet peeves other than people messing with your glove. Pet peeves of anyone that you room with uh, when you're on the road. Oh
2: man, everybody's pretty chill actually. Um, I don't really have that many pet peeves. No. I guess snoring, but I feel mean, <laughs> like that's everybody.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. So, awesome. I awesome. mean, normally I'm like I'll be asleep and I won't wake up until my alarm goes off. So really, there's nothing. There's nothing there. Awesome. Well, that's it for me. Yep. No problem. But thank thank you, you very much. Congrats again. Thank you. That was you. awesome.
0: We spoke about the festivities surrounding the All-Star game a little earlier and one of the cool things done this year was bringing in a name from yesteryear. Former Major League slugger Matt Stairs was the special guest in Edmonton. The Canadian Baseball Hall of Famer played for several teams during his 19-year MLB career, including both the Montreal Expos and the Toronto Blue Jays. In 1996, Stairs was sent down from the Oakland A's to their AAA affiliate in Edmonton. In 51 games with the Trappers, he hit 344 with eight home Runs and 41 RBIs. He took some time out of his busy visit to chat with Ian about his time here and the message he brought to the WCBL All Stars.
1: First of all, uh, just tell me how you you came to find yourself at the the All Star festivities this weekend. How did that process come about?
3: Well, it's been a, it's actually been a busy summer. Alan um, Moore Sports got a hold of me and asked me if I'd go and do some appearances this year in, on, in Canada. Yeah. This is my first summer off in 30 years from pro Bowl. so. You know, we just uh, uh, ended up going to Regina, did a, the big banquet for them, the dinner, uh, and then I went to and did a big dinner, and they asked me if I'd continue going on to Edmonton, and I'm, I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, last time I was here was in 1996, so uh, it's always nice to to give back through Canada to the, the areas where they helped you out when you played. So absolutely, uh, it was it was fun, and I've been I've been doing quite a few things at these three cities, and then Toronto twice, so it's it's been a nice uh, nice summer. Um, tell me about your time. You mentioned it, your
1: time in Edmonton in 96. It was about, I think it was about 50, 51 games that you played, so it wasn't an ins- insignificant amount of time. It was kind of smack dab in the middle of your career as well. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd already played in the major leagues. What was your experience uh, like at that stage of your career?
3: You know, honestly, it was uh, the turning point of my career. Okay. Um, just, also, not, just not saying that. Yeah. So made this, the team of the spring training, Oakland A's, because McGuire was hurt. Yeah. When he came back, I got sent down to uh, Edmonton, I got sent up to Edmonton, yes. and uh, I struggled real bad. I really struggled when I got here, I didn't get a lot of bats down in Oakland, so when I got here I was cold, uh, couldn't hit a leg, Yeah. and it was frustrating. And it was a, a game in Tucson, we went to Tucson, and had a series in Tucson, and I revamped my stance completely. You know, I used to be closed, and I opened up. and with you know, Jerry Jones's Peter Orvis here and all those guys. So was, was, that, was that their idea to to do that? No, it was, was it, it was mine. Yeah. I mean it was mine. I, I went to an open stance and, and uh it was really hot in Arizona and, and I wasn't feeling real well so I was having a hard time seeing the ball with a closed stance and I opened up. Yeah. And next thing you know I ended up hitting like two grand slams, four home runs, went like nine for eleven in the series and it just it kicked off from there. So coming down here was, was a a uh, it was nice because I get to work on things. Yeah. I get to work on a, a complete restructure of my swing. Yeah. There's not the pressure
1: to actually necessarily perform as there might be in the major leagues. Is that well, fair? Well,
3: I, I wouldn't say that because yeah. you know back in back when I was in, playing here, I mean it was if you didn't succeed in the minor leagues, uh, you were you were being sent down. Yeah. And you were going down to Double A. So, you know, for me it was just a, it was a thing where I knew I had a little bit of time, so I knew I'd be back in the big leagues with Oakland. Right. I was part of their. Theory of what they liked for on-base percentage, yeah. and I just made the adjustment and ended up getting working here, and then all of a sudden I get the great confidence. Yeah. The confidence goes a long way in hitting, and I never went back to the minor leagues since then.
1: How does one master the art of, of pinch
3: hitting? <laughs> well, you know, I talked to a lot of kids, and I talked to you know, I might talk to some players today but it. You have to accept your job. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, is yeah. that you can't be bitter that you're not playing. I didn't want to play every day. Um, I was at the point in my career where I knew I had three years of over 500 at-bats and I wasn't going to get big again. So why am I going to sit around and complain? Nobody cares. Nobody's going to listen for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't play the little small little violin for you. <laughs> yeah. So I said, you know what? I accept my job. I accept my role of being a, a platoon player, pinch hitter, and I wanted that. Yeah. I wanted to face the best closures in baseball, and I wanted to become the best pinch hitter in baseball. Uh, you know, hit-wise, No. Lennie Harris is all-time hit leader Yeah. You know, with 200 and some pinch hit home base hits, which is incredible. But I knew with the power I had in my approach, I could be a game changer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was how I accepted it, and I kept the focus. And it's a lot easier to scout- do a scouting report on one pitcher than it is for yeah. you know nine guys. Uh,
1: walk me through some of the challenges of that role, though, because you're coming in cold frequently. Is it just... Is it just uh, you approach it and prepare a little bit differently for, for that role in
3: terms of not not getting out in the fields you know, consistently? You know what it is, it's, and this I tell people this, they look at me, they can't believe it. I never expected to get a hit when I pinched it because I knew it was the hardest thing in baseball. Yeah. When you think you need to get a hit in that batter's box, you start expanding your strike zone, you start swinging at bad pitches. And I figured that if I stay with my game plan, which I did majority of my career I stayed with a, a, a very stubborn approach of sitting on my pitch and waiting for him to make a mistake yeah. and surprisingly a lot of pitches that you faced were, were worried about making a mistake to me yeah and it's, instead of having the confidence of just you know using their best stuff they get away from their best stuff and I took advantage of mistakes and and, and, and it helped because I was very stubborn and I didn't I didn't expand my strike zone right at times you did. You know, if you weren't feeling well but the, the key is, is that there's only one thing you can control when you hit this is your approach Yeah. that's the only thing you can control you can't control getting hit yeah. but if you stay with your approach and, and, and continue staying with your approach good things will happen you know? and I wanted to swing at my pitch and that's how it worked out
1: uh, is it fair to say the uh, the pinch hit home run uh, for the Phillies in 08 was uh, kind of the, the uh, high watermark or your your, your pinnacle of your uh, yeah.
3: professional career or? yeah I, I think I, you because, had a lot of them because but of but the stage yeah you know, and that wasn't even considered part of the pinch hit yeah you know, that was a the, the playoff one so it didn't count going toward the record but right um do you ever have to buy a beer in Philadelphia no.
1: again? <laughs> no,
3: when I'm going there in a couple of weeks for eight days for their alumni. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was. I would say team lines, yes, because the it changed the momentum around so much. Yeah. You know, they they Victorino hit a home run mm-hmm. to tie it. Chooch it to base, base it to left field. Yeah. They bring in Broxton, and it just it was. I can't explain them unless you're a ball player. When you step in the batter's box and you don't hear a word, you don't yeah. hear a thing, you don't hear you don't hear the crowd booing you or, or cussing you out, you don't hear the Broxton's music. Yeah. You're in a good you're in a good spot. Yeah. And then you hit the home run, it's like you just float around the bases. And Team-wise, it was uh, probably the, the, you know, one of the biggest home runs in Philly history. Yeah. For me, individually-wise, it was great. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, and I think we made so much of it because I was a pinch hitter. And if I was playing and I was getting those of my fourth at bat and I did it, yeah. people made such a big deal of it. But I think, because of being a pinch hitter and, and hitting, Broxton only gave up one home run that year against left-handers. Um, yeah, I say I've I've had some pretty good nights in Philadelphia since then. And, and uh, but again, when I broke the record, it was an individual thing. So you got a team and an individual size and. You know, so becoming the all-time pinch-hit home run record, it was a great honor, and, and hitting that home run for Philly was was perfect as well.
1: Tell me a little bit about the, this league, the WCBL. Uh, your your nephew Brody yep. uh, played in Weyburn uh, last season. Uh, how familiar? How familiar are you with it? You're at the game last night, and what what do you see in this league?
3: Well, I'm just starting to learn about it, yep. honestly. Yep. Um, you know, maybe I might get involved in the future with it. Um, it's something where I like it because it gives you know kids an opportunity to play. Yeah. And there's always scouts watching. There's always people watching, keeping an eye on you. And I know there's some. Uh, last night's game was okay. Yeah. I see. I see some flaws in a lot of swings. Trying that new new era swing, which, uh, which causes a lot of strikeouts, which we see in baseball throughout major league and minor leagues. Yeah. Uh, but I like it. I like the fact that. Um, you know the fans are supporting the, the, the cities do a tremendous job of of uh, supporting the, the teams yeah uh, and everyone who I've met has been has been unbelievable and, and yeah. I enjoy it and Again, it's good for Canada, and it's nice seeing the talent. Just to keep on a chance to keep on playing and trying to make the next step. Uh, I know you're in a rush to get going here, uh, but
1: uh, so what's next next for you in terms of baseball? Are you kind of looking for for a coaching role? What's uh, haven't
3: decided yet. Honestly, there's a few things I like to do. I like to get back into coaching. I like to get back into broadcasting. I'd love to join the Toronto Blue Jays broadcasting, uh, you know, with uh, Jamie Campbell and, and Joe Siddle pre-game post-game and you know, I'm back in New Brunswick so it's a nice yeah. hour and 40 minute flight up to Toronto and, and I just think I, I have a lot to, to help towards baseball and being a hitting coach is very tough mm-hmm. because you're not dealing with you know 13 different personalities but you're also dealing with 13 other hitting coaches that they work with yeah. uh, and I was a I was a line drive home run hitter I had the ball in the air consistently and I and I was old school and that's you know, I think eventually you're going to go back to seeing the old school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I'll, I'll keep the door open, and I might go to winter ball this year and, and, and coach. Or yeah. Honestly, it's it really depends on the teams you're looking for to, to bring me in. Sounds good. So. Well, thank you very much.
0: Before we wrap things up, we want to congratulate all the teams taking part in the Baseball Canada Women's Invitational Championships being held in Okotoks. As mentioned earlier, Mother Nature was trying to rain on their parade as well, and organizers had to extend the schedule by a day to finish up the playoff rounds. We'll bring you more on that tournament in the days ahead. Speaking of the days ahead, Ian managed to get several other interviews during his time in the capital, and we'll bring you those as well, so stay tuned to albertadugoutstories.com for all of that. We want to thank both Caleb and Matt for joining us on this edition of the podcast and a big thanks to Ian for doing all the work. We're very appreciative of you as well for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, do us a huge favor and leave us a rating and review, which in turn helps us spread the word about the podcast. Until next time, thank you for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.